Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. With three kiddos, our car is constantly getting dirty. Doritos, Pop-Tart crumbs, Lego pieces, papers from school, fast food trash, you, the list goes on and on. There's always evidence that we're on the go, eating, multitasking. Like our vehicle is being used and lived out of. It is disgusting. And even if you don't have kids or it's just you, you know that it doesn't take long for trash and crumbs and salt and dirt from the bottom of your sneakers to dirty up the inside of your car. So every now and then I round up our family and I tell the boys we're all going to clean the inside of the car. And he is often like, babe, why? It's just going to get messy again. Like this is inevitable. We have these three kids. We're just kind of sloppy. You know, we, we don't really care about the car. But I always tell him for a few days that it's clean, it gives me so much peace and it helps me to be more aware so that I can prevent it from getting dirty and cluttered over and over again. Like truly going and cleaning out the car. He's right. It's inevitably going to get dirty again, but it's worth it for a few days of peace. And maybe if we do it frequently enough, we'll like be more mindful not to get it as dirty the next time. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, wow, the same thing is true about sin in our lives. We could say, well, even if I confess my sin, I'm going to sin again. And there's always going to be more sin tomorrow or next week. Like I'm always going to have junk. Like none of us are ever going to be perfect. So what's the point of confessing our sin or really doing anything with it? Like, why don't we just be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, God, I'll get it right next time. Like, is that enough or should we be confessing? And I feel like we can kind of justify or weasel our way out of doing the work and out of confession when it comes to sin in our life, because it's like, does it even matter? Does it even actually do anything or help? Like we're going to inevitably sin again. But cleaning out our dirty car is similar to confession. And let me be clear, I'm not Catholic, so I didn't grow up learning like a formal ongoing practice of confession. I just sort of learned as growing up in a Christian environment that I was supposed to ask for forgiveness of my sins. But I kind of feel like that was like a one-time ordeal that it was like at least a formal one-time ordeal where you're like asking Jesus into your heart kind of thing. But nobody really talked about like ongoing what you do when you sin And in fact, it was almost like assumed that when you became a Christian, you were just supposed to kind of like stop sinning. But, but how? (laughs) Um, Nobody ever really talked about it. And as I grew older and there was some different types of sin that I kind of noticed were repeated in my life, I am so thankful that through like my church and through great people in my life, I found the practice of confession. And again, it's not in the way of, of maybe Catholicism of like going to a priest and sitting in a little, at least I envision it like the movies. Maybe it's not like this at all. If you're Catholic, you can tell me I'm totally wrong, but like, it's not like I go and sit in a box where I can't, they can't see me and I'm confessing to a priest my sins, like not like that, but I've truly found confession to be one of the most transformative practices in my spiritual life. Confessing when I had a thought that I shouldn't have had, confessing when I spoke, poorly about someone else, confessing when I fabricated the truth, confessing when my pride or greed or gluttony got the best of me. Now, I'm not saying I do this perfectly, but I figured I should tell you, you know, a little bit about how I use the practice of confession in my life, because like I said, I'm not 
I wasn't raised Catholic. I don't, and I still don't go to like a priest to confess my sins. So here's really what confession looks like for me. It's three main ways. Um, I have two different mentors, Rocio and Katie, and confession has been used with them. Um, just like saying like, Hey, I want to like open up to you about something that I've struggled with. I want to talk through this. And it just saying it to another person. It's not like I need them to like go to God to ask for my forgiveness for me, but it just, it's more of the practice of being vulnerable and the practice of, um, saying it out loud. Like I really think when we say out loud, the thing that tempts us or has been controlling us in some way, like it loses its power over us. And so I would go to my mentor and I would say like, I've really struggled with gossip or I'm really struggling with gluttony or like different, just a lot of different things. And then with my husband, this is um, something we talk about in our relationship course, Peel the Orange. We ask each other three questions every Sunday. And one of those three questions that we ask is, is there anything that you're feeling convicted of that you need to confess or open up about? And that's been like so helpful because I mean, you guys, maybe this sounds crazy to some of you, but we even take it as far as saying like, or I've said to Eric, okay, the other day when that random guy was complimenting me, I really, really enjoyed how it made me feel. That guy complimenting me made me feel really good, but it also left me with this like yucky feeling because I liked it a lot. So I would say that to him on a Sunday night when we we're having this conversation, because it's so important for me to confess, like I don't want to be emotionally fulfilled by anyone else. And so I'm confessing that to my husband. And in the spirit of transparency, E and I have been slacking a little bit at our Sunday night questions because life with kids sometimes happens. And it's just, I just felt like obviously being honest with all of you listening that we are not so perfect at this, where we sit down every Sunday night and we ask these three questions. There are so many times where we have to remind ourselves to get back to this practice because we know it adds so much value to our life, um, but we are by all means not perfect at it. The third way that I really practice confession in my life is through journaling and praying to God. I really love uh, journaling. I actually do it in my phone in the notes section of my iPhone, but I also keep a written journal. So sometimes I do it that way. I'm not really consistent with doing it that way. So it's more often in my phone in the notes section. So if anyone ever got a hold of my phone, they would probably find a lot of dirt on me if they go to my notes section. Like not my texts, not my email, but like the notes on my phone, I feel like hold all of my crap. Um, but then the other part with the prayer to God, I mean, journaling for me, like a lot of times I'll write, like I'm speaking to God. And in the same way, when I'm praying, I love to pray out loud. Um, I do it in the car with our kids on the way to school, but I also pray out loud a lot when I'm in the car by myself or I'm at home by myself. Um, I just really like talking aloud to God, like he's my friend. Um, and so a lot of times I'll confess like, okay, God, the other day I was thinking, these really negative thoughts about this friend and I love her and I don't want to think those negative thoughts and I just want to confess that and bring that to the light. Or I might say, God, you already know the way that I fabricated in that story that I was telling the other day and I don't know why I was even doing it and I'm sorry that I did it and I want to ask your forgiveness and I want to confess that. So confession doesn't have to be this like super formal thing to a stranger in a box there's no rules or like legalistic thing about this where we have to be on our knees and beg for God's forgiveness. I really just think God is like way more loving than that. And he's not like waiting to beat us down with like a hammer. For me, it's like this embrace where it's like, 
yay, you're coming back to me. Like, I love you and I will always love you. It's sort of like any of us who've experienced a love for a child in our life, whether it's a kid that we've raised, um, our own child or someone else's child that, that we just love so much that's in our life. Like when they make a mistake and they come to us about that mistake, it like brings me so much joy. I just am like, let me hold you. And like, I love you even more. Like I love you even more in your imperfect and messy self because you came back to me. And I think that's how God is with us. And that's how confession is. And as we practice the art of confession over and over again in our lives, it helps us to become more aware so that hopefully we are sinning in those ways less and less. Like we keep it at the top of our minds and we're acknowledging it. And so we're building this, uh, we're like developing these parts of our brain so that when we go to sin in that way, we like something goes off inside of our bodies that like alerts us like it's happening again. And as you become more aware, that's when you're able, like you can't really change your behavior if you're not aware of it. And so I feel like it's something that starts to happen in that sense. But also when you confess your sin to the Lord, the Holy Spirit will begin to do work in you that you couldn't even muster on your own will. And so the Holy Spirit will begin to do this work and change your heart and change your spirit. And so when you invite that into your life through confession, you will begin to see um, it the car being less dirty, so to speak, right? You, you will begin to see that sin in your life decrease and be less. And so even though the boys and my husband and I get sick of cleaning out our car, the goal is that every time we do it, um, one, it brings us peace in that moment. And two, we get a little more preventative and proactive in keeping it clean and we become more mindful. And that's exactly the same thing with confessing sin in our life. We're going to sin again. We're going to have more junk tomorrow and next week. But it brings us so much peace because that's really what how God wired us to come to him, to come before him and to say, I messed up. I'm sorry. This is what happened. Please forgive me. And God's right there, merciful and loving to say, it's okay. I love you. And there's nothing you could ever do that'll make me love you less. And when we do that, we are inviting the Holy Spirit to do work in us and help us to grow and to transform, like I said, in ways that we couldn't even strive to do on our own. And so this isn't just about changing our behavior, but I get a lot of questions about sin. I get a lot of questions about confession because it's something I've opened up more about um, in the last like six to eight months of my life publicly. And I just thought I'd share that, you know, when you confess your sin, even though you know you're going to sin again, like it's not only about what it does in that moment to feel better, like selfishly, but it's also about what you're inviting God to do in you, like ongoing and that transformation. And even though this podcast is called A Longer Table and we aren't all in the same place spiritually. We might not all agree on everything that I talk about faith-wise. My hope is that these little nuggets will just give you something to chew on, to think about, to pray about, or to consider, and really make it a conversation starter between you and your friends. The next time you're around a table, bring it up and use me as your excuse for why you're bringing it up. Like, Just say, I heard Amanda Carpenter's podcast about this. What do you guys think? Let's talk about it. And I just hope that it spurs some fruitful conversations and that instead of talking about other people in negative ways, you can really talk about yourselves and get to the heart of things that matter. Until next week, 
Love and Oreos. Bandai. Bandai.